Hey there guys, Grace Hart here and welcome to Beyond Domestic Violence, Trauma Transformer. Today's topic is, um, are you dying in slow motion? And the really quick answer to that is most likely we all are to some extent. And what I mean by that is we've talked about parts, dissociative parts, disenfranchised parts. So anytime that you spend with your parts as in they're in the driver's seat you've been hijacked by them so in other words you anytime you resist or react or defend or justify or feel like you've just left the planet left your body that's usually because a dissociative or disenfranchised part has hopped in the driver's seat and we've spoken in the past about what parts are and when you're willing to realize, wow, hang on, when I'm dissociative or disenfranchised, when I allow those parts in the driver's seat, do I have the ability to create my life? If I'm not in the driver's seat, if these parts are, and also every single part is a past precedent. So what I mean by that is a part can't be open to possibilities or something beyond what it knows. A part is basically pressing play. So you might have a sad part that gets triggered, so it's sad. Its job is to be sad. You might have an angry part, or you might just disappear. But every time that you allow, and I use the word allow, and I don't mean it that you have no choice, Uh, when you're hijacked by something really Trigger that really triggers you, there's not a lot of window for you to catch when you duck out of the driver's seat and it comes in. And in actual fact, what I found for myself is I was blended with parts to such an extent that I thought the parts were actually me. They, they weren't so different to me that I noticed when they, you know, if, if I got hijacked by them. So when you have these parts hop in the driver's seat, you lose the ability to see possibilities. You don't have access to your memories. You don't have access to choice or change. You know, they've already proved scientifically that 99, well not 99, 95% at least of your creation is by autopilot. It's by the addictive thought patterns and so if we don't do anything my interesting point of view is that the 95% that which we create from are our parts and if you're willing to actually break that cycle of addiction to when this happens then this part comes in and I, I really get it, guys. The more traumatized you are, as I said, you don't have a lot of space to recognize it. And it is a process. It can happen super quick. It can ta- take years, whatever. It's, there's no right or wrong. But just know that the more you become aware, and of course the first stage is if you're feeling sad to say, I have a part that's sad. And just that in itself can help you untether, unblend from that part. Because as long as that sad part's driving the bus, 
it's going to look through that filter and you as the being aren't going to be open to any change or possibilities because you've been hijacked. Now, of course, there's different parts. Some, some dissociative parts could actually be you. Now, what I mean by that is that they feel like you. And then there's the more overtly different parts that might have a trigger to um, a very traumatic event. So it's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, but when I experience this or see this, I'll have, you know, I'll break down and cry or I'll get angry or I'll whatever it is, you fill in the, the, the blanks where you just go, wow, I, I lost control then or I didn't know who I was then or, um, you know, that, that's when you've really been hijacked by a very traumatised part. But there's other parts like uh, protector parts, manager parts, and some of those are so darn conscious that they smell like you and most likely are blended with you. And so what I like to remind you of is anytime, if you're going, oh, I really want to do this, but, you know, I don't feel like it now, or I don't know whether I should, but I'd like to try that, but then I don't know. That's not you. They're parts. And so the best thing you can do is acknowledge, oh, I've got parts that are confused right now, and then ask them to step back. You're, you're, you're in control. And just say, hey, guys. I get that there's two of you that are bickering right now, you know, like, should I do this? No, don't do that. Yes, no, definitely do it. <laughs> but what if you do it and that happens, you know? Um, just go, okay, guys, I get it. And please step back. Because there's an acknowledgement there that they only have access to their own suffering and pain and their recording. They don't have access to memories or possibilities. They can be frozen in a memory on repeat, but they don't have the rest of the memory, the smart brain, access to the smart brain. And they certainly don't have access to their consciousness or awareness. So when you're in survival brain, when the parts are running the show, there's no possibilities, there's no change available, there's no energy available. And so if you really want something to change, whether it's you know, literally the domestic violence part, part of what's going on for you, as well as just you want to be happier. You just you know you, if you're looking for ways to change or shift or improve or whatever it is, you're going to need energy to do it, and you're going to need space to do it. And whilst everything's depressed, and whilst the survival brain is being triggered con- consistently, you know, for me, the survival brain was just in the car, like just driving. <laughs> And then I realized I had a lot of management parts, you know, very, very skilled at making sure everything was controllable and safe. And of course, when it does that, yeah, you could buy the lie that you've got safety, but really, do you? Or have you just controlled yourself and your environment to such an extent that you've taken out all possibilities? And is that truly what you'd like? So coming back to are you dying in slow motion, for me, every time that you choose against you, it is like a slow death. And that's why domestic violence or coercion, it hurts so much. It's this slow drip, 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 drip of trauma. You know, drip of telling you you're wrong or, you know, even the reenactment of trauma if you are listening and you've left a violent situation. 
you can still choose to recreate it through that 95% of keeping that narrative that you're not safe, that you need to control things. And I get it. I really do get it. And I guess I'm speaking to you from the other side saying that even controlling a beautiful life, you know, I got to the stage where I had controlled beautiful people around me (laughs) and a beautiful environment. However, and I actually did believe like, oh, this is great, you know, because it was, my goodness, compared to the abuse, it, it was great. It was like, oh my gosh, this is, is this what freedom smells like, you know? <laughs> and I didn't realize that I was actually dying in slow motion. It just was a prettier death to the one that, you know, I had left a domestic violence relationship and that's the more horrific dying in slow motion where you cut off every part of yourself to survive and then when I left, it just felt so amazing that I thought, oh, this is, this is what life's about. This is amazing. And it was, comparatively. And then you realise, oh my gosh, there's even more that's possible. And, you know, I was watching a, an interview with Sandra Bullock and she was talking about um, sitting down, flicking through a magazine that she likes, in a place she likes, feeling really lovely and... Um, her friend said, God, you're just making these sounds every time you flick the page like you're stressed. Like, oh, you know. And she says, really, I'm doing that? And she realised she was doing it because she had anxiety because it was, it was actually something she really wanted to do. It was so unusual for her. It's like, yep, I'm used to the stress. I don't do that sound when, it's, when things are stressful. <laughs> However, now I've created a situation where I'm having, you know, a, a break and I'm reading a book that I love or a magazine that I love and I'm with someone I care about in a really beautiful place and I'm getting anxiety. <laughs> and that's the, the crazy thing. It's like when you do change realities, when you go from abuse to no abuse, that can feel really unsafe and scary. However, keep going, keep taking steps because it will become your new normal And then even more beautiful things and even more beautiful people come into the mix. And I can say that for sure because I've traveled it. So wherever you are on that spectrum, whether you're still in a domestic violence relationship and are crying every day and can't see a way out, there will be one. And you'll do it when you do it. Take that pressure off yourself. You'll get it when you get it. And The first thing is that there needs to be enough energy and space for you to be willing to change something. Because one of the things we do when we're experiencing trauma is that we go into survival. And instead of looking at possibilities, our whole attention is on the perpetrator. And that's what they do. That's how they seduce you into dying in slow motion. They get you focusing on their facial features on how they're walking in in the room and, you know, making sure you please them so they don't get angry or whatever it is that you're doing. I know I've been there. However, there's a whole world out there. But right now, you might just be focused on surviving and that's okay. However, as much as you can, just take moments to look at the sky or... You know, beautiful clouds, trees, something that brings you joy, that makes your world light up. And keep on choosing that and you'll create more space. 
And then also every time that you're sad or whatever, just acknowledge I have a part. Acknowledge that there is a you in there that is not broken. You know, I, I think I have shared with you guys, but there was, I was reading a book and it was a beautiful analogy. He was talking about how, you know, imagine that you're the sun and so there's some clouds. And, you know, you could easily think looking at that, that the sun's gone away. The, you know, the sun's died or it's gone or it's broken. It's not shining as it used to. And, you know, you could be fooled into thinking that. But behind those clouds, there's, there ain't nothing wrong with that sunshine. Sunshine? <laughs> right? You're just as bright and beautiful. It's the clouds that are in front that you are judging. They're not you, honey. They never were. So that sadness, that fear, that terror, those statements like, it's never going to change, I'm never going to be safe, They'll always find me or whatever, whatever your narrative is. I get it. However, what you're doing is you're actually a part that's speaking. It's not you. It's not the sun that's speaking. It's the clouds, the parts. And the more you realize that and the more you realize that and the more you realize that and the more you realize that, the more those clouds will just shift away. And you don't have to work at it. The sun doesn't need any work. You do not need fixing. It's just a perspective that's changing. You've been thinking that you're the clouds when you're the sun. So beautiful ones. Just the acknowledgement that is it true for you that you're dying in slow motion? And I know that might be a not pleasant thing to ask yourself and you may have a part come in that's scared to even ask it or or maybe there might be tears falling now when you realize yeah I'm dying slowly but the beautiful thing about acknowledgement it's like if you don't acknowledge where you are how can you get to where you want to get to you know if you think of it like a map if you don't acknowledge you're in Melbourne, how can you move to Sydney? Or wherever it is that you want to go to. You need to know where you are first. And so you don't have to make where you are wrong. There'll be those parts that say, you know, all that story and narrative. But the sun gets it. The sun understands why it's there. The sun knows it's not broken. It's all the parts, the clouds that like to make things heavier and more meaningful and wrong and right and keep you focused on the battle rather than the creation of something greater and, and the creation of possibilities. So if you get a yes that you're dying in slow motion, just, just allow that. Allow that acknowledgement to not be right or wrong. Don't give yourself a hard time. Just go, wow, okay. Just got that awareness that I am actually dying here. Okay. And that in itself can change things start to change things as I said please don't make it right or wrong and if you are acknowledge I have a part that feels really judgmental about me that I'm still in this relationship when I know I need to leave it's not you that's a cloud it's a part acknowledge it as a part and the more you acknowledge the parts the more you untether the more you start to 
perceive the sunshine that you are. (laughs) And the beautiful thing is that when you start to see the sunshine that you are, others do. (laughs) You know, I remember when I was really, you know, covered in the clouds many, many years ago now. And, um, and, and during that time, I remember thinking, God, if, you know, I, I'm just so alone. And I didn't realize that was a part going, I'm so alone. Because the sun, it ain't alone. <laughs> There's a bunch of planets around it. <laughs> a lot of space that's very active. So how much of what you're telling yourself isn't actually even coming from you? And what if you ask those parts to step back? So you could have a bit more time with the sunshine that you are. And then the more you acknowledge the sunshine, as I said, the more others acknowledge it. And then you start to go, oh, maybe I'm not so ugly. Maybe I'm not so horrible. Maybe I'm not disgusting. Maybe I'm not wrong. Maybe I'm not unlovable. Right? And then more and more clouds disappear and more access to your sunshine and then you start to go huh hang on a minute I'm really beautiful and I've got all this energy and I can contribute and I'm making a difference and you know it will just change and you just go whoa who is that person that I thought I was and it would just be this acknowledgement that you're always the sun it's just that you bought the lie the judgments of others and the judgments you have of yourself and you made them all real and true because that's what parts do. And they're all doing it for the reasons to help you. You know, your manager parts and your protector parts, they're all, they all think they're doing a good job. But they don't have access to possibilities and to consciousness and awareness. So personally, I really recommend um, doing some part work you know, Peter Levine's really great and um, um, There Are No Bad Parts by Richard. Uh, I really should get his surname. I think it's Schultz. Um, apologies if that's not right. Um, but I've definitely got the title right, There Are No Bad Parts. And that's a really great one because it's got some exercises there um, for you to get to know your parts and to track them. And um, Yeah, because you'll be surprised, you know, that how much you think is you isn't. You know, it's the voice of your mum or your dad or your abuser or, you know, sometimes just your inner critic. You just sort of made up this this thing. You fabricated this really mean person to keep you small. And you know what? It's time to sack it, right? <laughs> Step back <laughs> and let the sun shine. So no matter where you are, if you've just realised that you're dying in slow motion, that can be step one. And then just what's next? What else is possible? So as much as possible, just be aware of who's in the driver's seat. Be aware that if there is any confusion, it's not you, it'll be a part or parts on part. And, you know, I think I shared with this before, it was in the No uh, No Bad Parts book um, where he, he got you to connect with the part and then said, okay, how do you feel about that part? And then after that he said, okay, basically whatever you thought about that part is also a part. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I just realised, oh my gosh, truly every thought, feeling and emotion is most likely a part. 
and you start to get to know that the more you become aware of you, there's not a lot of thinking and talking going on. There's just a choice of, um, you know, if there's an action to take, you take it. There's not this confusion when you're truly being the sun. But it does start with you becoming aware of those clouds. So maybe that's just where you're at right now, just becoming aware of those clouds and just have your back, guys, and just go, oh, okay, that sad part isn't me. It's a part. Huh. Just let that sit in. Don't have to do anything else. And then when you see other people around acting different, just go, oh, that might be their parts. Huh. Not, they're not being themselves. Okay. And you don't have to do anything with that. But the beauty of you recognising when you've been hijacked by a part and you un- unblending and untethering from it, the more you'll give yourself the gift of the sunshine you are. And as I said, one day, like you, literally you'll just wake up one day and you'll just be like, oh, this is different. And usually that happens when there's been a part that's, you know, a decent part that had been hijacking you has integrated or dissolved or left or whatever, however you want to put it. And really the, the joy of going from that 95% repetitive thought pattern that we tend to do, you know, they've already proven scientifically. I think I said that, um, you know, all your thoughts, feelings and emotions are just on repeat, 95%. And there's just that 5% where we tend to change things. You know, and what if instead of dying in slow motion or creating in slow motion, <laughs> what if we chose to flip that? And go, you know what, maybe it's time to create 95% and just let the 5% be the clouds, you know. And I don't, I mean, when I say that, it's like, don't listen to me because like you can choose to just be you. You don't have to go into the thinking of like, oh, okay, let's flip it. I'm just saying that so you can get the concept that you're on autopilot 95%. How you react, respond is all scripted and they're all parts of you and they're not actually the, the being that you be. They're just invented, structured, fabricated, indoctrinated, created parts. And some of them are traumatised and some of them are just managers and protectors. So, time to get to know your inner community. (laughs) Uh, So now it makes sense, you know, when you hear that voice that goes, oh, you know, did you turn the oven off or did you whatever? It's like, oh, that's a manager part. <laughs> so you can, have, you can have a bit of a play and fun with it as well. So yes, it's a heavy topic, realising that maybe you are dying in slow motion. However, what a gift that you've been given right now that you've got that. Huh, okay. Now what else is possible? Now that I'm, I know that that's what I've been doing, what else can I choose now? And just be in that awareness. Don't need to work it out. And have fun with it. And um, may you know your parts more and more this week and untether and unblend from them. And may you also get glimpses of that beautiful sunshine, that gift that you are. It's there, it's unbroken, it's beautiful, it's bright. And one day you'll see it. And all I can say is I know it's there and it doesn't need any help. (laughs) It doesn't need fixing. It's magnificent. And I hope that you not only meet it, but you allow yourself to be it more and more and beam that out. Okay, take care and I'll catch you next week. Bye.